Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the mystical underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Trish McGregor and Rob McGregor and our producer and tech magician, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Among them are phenomena, harnessing your psychic abilities, the secrets of spirit communication, sensing the future and aliens in the backyard. Our upcoming book, actually it's out now, is called The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. My new novel is White Crows, which which came out last year, I think, and Rob, this is outdated. Uh, Rob has been slowly releasing <laughs> the audio edition of Indiana Jones and the yeah. Staff of Kings, which this is actually old. out now. Yeah, this is old yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. We want to yeah. welcome back uh, <laughs> Reverend Sharon Elizabeth James, who's on the show, I think, in 2022. Sharon is the director of the Cosmic Center of Spiritual Light in Sarasota, Florida, which she founded 11 years ago. Prior to that, she underwent four years of intense metaphysical and spiritual training in theosophy, new thought spiritualism, and ancient and contemporary religious beliefs at the Spiritual Science Center of New York. She was ordained in June 1989, the same year she made Florida her new home. Welcome, Sharon. Sorry Welcome. for the screw-ups there. <laughs> Welcome, Sharon. Mercury, Mercury in retrograde. Hey, so well, good. No, it, it, it well, just, hello, everyone. Happy hello. It good just went direct at 4.15 yeah. this afternoon. That's why it, it's yeah, all Yeah, but it's coming up. out with a kick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so very recently, uh, Sharon, you returned from a trip with a group of people to Mount Shasta in Northern California. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, so what was the reason for the trip? And uh, were you on a quest of some sort? Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm <laughs> just trying to get back, you know, to Earth and kind of ground. I actually got back. Uh, let's see. I've been confused with the days. Today's Friday. So we got back very light Wednesday night. So that would have been Thursday. It was yesterday when I got back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, definitely beyond space and time. Well, <laughs> of course, there's a bit of a little story. Uh, back in the 70s, this is 50 years ago now, yeah. um, <clears throat> I remember, you know, always been on that path as most of us. Some, somewhere it's never been quite gone from us. We might have been left it for a while, but we come back. But it's always there. And I was someplace, I was with a group and, you know, a spiritual group, of course, and I see this book. I actually still have the book. It was very large. It had a picture of Mount Shasta on it with the particular um, uh, clouds with it. And at that time, you know, super busy, you know, getting to my career and getting out there. I was in my early 30s, I think, or late 20s. And um, I saw the picture. And at that moment, too, this is very significant. I knew that if I delved into it, that would be definitely something in a way that I would be going on my path at that time. Huh. I said at that time, and I remember the specific, I said, you know what? I really want to get married and have a career and experience <laughs> all that. I promise. I promise. I will do this this my life. And <laughs> I was left alone. Left alone. Huh. And when I turned 50, okay, it all came in just like how you see Neo uh, in the Matrix. You know, oh God! Um, <laughs> so I was like this, but anyway, from that point to where I am now, uh, it's interesting because Mount Shasta, as I say, was 50 years in the making for me personally in my personal journey. Now, what happened is I've gone to Sedona, I've gone to um, you know like Puma Punku in Bolivia, I've been to um, 
uh, Peru, uh, Machu Picchu, uh, to, in a crop circle, in the Wessex area of England. These are all divine directives, what I call divine directives. There is, uh, the best way to describe it, a strong telepathic thought that comes in and says, do this. I've had practice since the since time. The first time I did it was was Lake Titicaca, which I even know there was a Lake Titicaca, <laughs> to be honest with you. I guess I left, I, I was absent for fifth grade geography that day in school. <laughs> but anyway, um, I come to find out it was Lake Titicaca, which is the highest lake at the time. Which is going I, dry, by the way. I just read what? that, which is now going dry. Yes. So there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. So, um, so that was my first divine directive to go there. And I was like, well, you know, first of all, I don't speak Spanish, much less Amara. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. How do you going to do this? And I was a bit freaked out about it. And the anchoring light was new at that time. That was in 2007. The anchoring light is coming around that I'm doing every Monday, every Monday, every week without fails for since 2007. So it is now going into its 17th year Jeez. of doing that. So oh. back then I had to, I was in fear and I had to release that fear. I said, okay, I, I promise I'm going to do whatever it takes. And as I released into that, the divine directive then orchestrated everything. There was a young lady by the name. Uh, her name was Sheena, beautiful young lady, blonde hair, blue eyes. She comes up to me. She says, I've lived in Cusco. I speak fluent Spanish. And I've <laughs> always wanted to take a group, okay, to Peru. I said, you got the job. <laughs> and that first trip, it everything was just phenomenal, harmonious, wonderful, you know, the highest of spiritual attainment. We come back. So I'm like, oh, I'm getting the hang of it. And then I went back. I heard you'll be back again but this time went to Bolivia. So I've done it enough times now. Okay, when this divine directive came in, it said Mount Shasta. And I said it out loud to the group that just did a spiritual journey to Sedona. And so again, busy, but everything came together as I knew it would now. It was so much easier because now complete surrender and trust to know that <laughs> it's all being orchestrated. And of course, I knew what to write in the invitation out to anybody who wanted to come. I said, you know, there's always going to be those challenges and those things that are going to come up to try to make you doubt if you should go or try to trip you up. That's how you know how important it is when those things begin to happen. <laughs> important to persevere. And so it was a group of 13 of us all together. Wow. And we left on September the 6th. And it could not go outside of a, a little situation that happened with the van. And with one of the people that was driving the van, that van did not work the day. I guess they have a new thing called Turo. I'm not that familiar with it. But anyway, you know, we tried to keep it affordable for everybody to attend. So this was not about, this was just covering our expenses because uh -huh. the divine directed me, just go there. It's not a money-making venture at all. And so uh, the only thing that happened, Mercury in retrograde, that <laughs> van did not work. But mm -hmm. everybody in that van was cool, calm, collective. They end up getting a state-of-the-art van, okay, that was <laughs> able to go up the hills and the mountains and everything. God. So everything was orchestrated to be perfect from the beginning. We had a beautiful um, home uh, that we rented, which was divinely guided. Everywhere we looked in that house, you could see Mount Shasta. Wow. We were bathing 24-7 in the energy of Mount Shasta. So what's important to note is outside of it being spectacular, beautiful, and now you have 13 people, and this is important to note. Was the house big enough for everybody? Yes. Uh -huh. We had it where there was two sections to the house. So there was one main house and there was like another one converted, mm -hmm. you know, like the Airbnb. This was VRBO. Yeah. We got it through VRBO and the grounds were beautiful. There's a lake right there. Uh, and I said, as you look, the Mount Shasta is staring right down at you. The energy mm -hmm. of Mount Shasta. Of course, we've seen all kind of UFOs and anomalies and all of that stuff, you know, which I'll talk about. But what was most uh, prominent uh, my experience in the beginning for the first two days, 
I lost all sense of time and space. And I had to tell Reverend Annie, who worked with me in this project too, is one of the leaders. I said, you have to keep me on track. I don't know what day I'm the, I'm the leader. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know what, I? Day, <laughs> what day it is, what time it is. And, you know, we have the itinerary clueless. I said, somebody <laughs> has to keep me on track and let me know what to do. How did you do practical things like uh, food for everybody? Yes, we what we did is we went shopping. Oh my god, that was funny. Because we ended as a we actually went to Medford, Oregon. That's the um uh-huh. that is the airport we went to, which was about an hour and 15 minutes away from Mount Shasta, and there was a Costco in that area. So mm-hmm. we went there and it was really an amazing experience to shop 13 people with different <laughs> 13, you know, meal preferences and all of that. But somehow, through the grace of God, we managed to get that and did not waste any food. In fact, we met people in Mount Shasta, somebody I hadn't seen in like 10 years who I didn't know was in Mount Shasta with a dream about me and called me. So <laughs> she and her friend Shambhala, they get food. So we didn't, we wasted no food. At one point, we're like, oh my gosh, we overspent, but it was just perfect. <laughs> Everything. So we were able to get a variety of food. And you know, what usually happens, and this is when it's divinely orchestrated, you figure 13 people, different age groups, right? Mm -hmm. You have different uh, body abilities, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're going to be hiking. And um, you have different people with different personalities. So it's how do you bring that together in a cohesive, harmonic way? You just let it happen because that's what the Ascended Masters, also known as the Great White Brotherhood and other names, this was Telos. There's no ifs or buts about it. I had a visitation from Adama, which I could only last for like maybe five seconds because the energy was so powerful. But he also showed up with another person in our group. So Adama knew, no question, we're coming. And uh, the whole purpose of it There's usually a name or a theme that has to do with what I call, again, the divine directives. And this theme was ambassadorship, ambassadors. So I addressed everybody as ambassadors. And what that name means, ambassadors, you're going ahead, you're making a relationship, you know, with a a group or civilization or country, okay? You're bringing the peace and the understanding for others to come. Mm -hmm. And felt very strongly that the things that unfolded was that. One of the things that unfolded, everybody had the deepest, that I do mean one of the deepest levels of healing I have witnessed for myself and others. Because when you're in that energy, we did a lot of um, hiking and uh, the tour person, her name is Jessie, Jessie Reese, that was divinely orchestrated. Mm-hmm. She came to an anchoring light meditation on Monday. I hadn't seen her like in years in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And she shows up and I tell her about Manchester. She says, you know, I've been there like five times, right? I said, <laughs> oh, then you're the guy because <laughs> I've never <laughs> been to Manchester. <laughs> yeah. So everything you could just tell, as as Spirit says, just follow the spiritual breadcrumbs. Follow the golden nuggets. We're orchestrating it. You just have to pay attention, right? Which means that you have to be centered, that you have to be balanced, okay? And you have to be in alignment in order to get that guidance. So Mm -hmm. it requires you to address your healing, your fears, and so forth. And all of that came up. So the First day, just imagine the first day now we came in late last night, we get settled in, we eat, we go to bed, and the next day now we're going to start our hiking. Mm -hmm. I have what I call my magic sticks because those two little (laughs) poles helped me to get to where I needed to go. And there were about three other people who used those poles. Others didn't. You you have a background of uh, doing a lot of walking, right? Uh, Long distance walking. Well, <laughs> not really. Uh, I just been put in that position. <laughs> well, Sedona was the initiation. Let's put it that way. Sedona yeah. was the initiation. Okay. Never in a gazillion years 
what I think that I would be hiking. I'm a New York City girl, so yeah. hiking was okay. not even in my, but here I am hiking Sedona and Mount Shasta. <laughs> okay. But what was amazing about Mount Shasta that, that stood out for me um, as I'm starting to hike, not as strenuous as Sedona. So mm -hmm. thank goodness I've been trained, right? With Sedona, <laughs> you know, the initiation, the baptism of fire, uh, that this was uh, some a bit of a challenge. You know, I am older, but not like what I anticipated. So it worked out to be easier for me. Everybody had their own experience as to where and how their body could go, mm -hmm. right? So there were those that they were flipping all the way to the top to those that said, I'm here. This is as far as my body allows me to go. I'm going to hold sacred space here. So it didn't mm -hmm. matter. We all were in uh -huh. our individual, okay, as well as collective. Everything was absolutely harmonious. Everything mm -hmm. flowed. Now, this is the key thing. And One all this under Mercury retrograde. How did you pull yes. that off? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Okay, this is exactly right. So it, it's tapping into this higher energy uh -huh. that transcends all of that stuff or mitigates it at the very mm -hmm. minimum okay so everybody arrived to the airport on time and excited and everything i knew from the beginning i said this is flowing because i've had it before they're orchestrating everything there's nothing to be concerned about but just a couple of days before we left i got a urgent text that said fires are everywhere in california you mm -hmm. can't even see mount shasta because of the smoke and mm -hmm. everybody like, I mean, like a text of, be, oh my God, beware, we, we need to cancel the trip because <laughs> fires are all over. And I, you know, I respectfully text back and said, you know, the, the train has left the station because I know, <laughs> not everybody does, I know if it's a divine directive, okay, everything is going to be okay. Not everybody knows that, but I know that. So I just said, no worries. I said, right now is a couple of days before, by the time we land, everything is going to be perfect. The weather's going to be perfect by the time we land. And yes, there was cause for concern because there were fires going on. Mm -hmm. And there are people that have to be careful. You know, I'm not know what that experience is, but, you know, there are people that mm -hmm. have been caught like in fires or, you know, the breathing quality of the air is not uh -huh. good. So what I did, I just bought masks just to say we have masks in the event we need it. Yeah. So I did do that. So we go there. <clears throat> the perfect, the weather was one. 100% perfect in mm -hmm. any way, shape, and fashion. Perfect every single day, every day. <laughs> it was the most, if you could think the best day, okay, as far as temperature is concerned, and the sunshine and the clear blue skies, and look at the mountain, we had that every single day we were there. Oh. And oh. you were there for what, a week? One week. Uh -huh. It felt like there was no time. I didn't even know when it was time to leave. It's like, first it was like, <laughs> You know, we just got here. We we were there for 10 days. Or I said, no, it's just one day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the jokes was this. And I just want to share this with beautiful Donna. So Donna, okay, started. And Donna's older than me. But anyway, uh, she is just a petite, uh, a beautiful woman and has been such um, a bright star in a cosmic center of spiritual light. And so she came on the trip. And on the first day where we were doing, you know, the walk, um, realized because it's a group of 13, but lagging behind, but she was with Annie, who is a hiker. Annie is the one that's in Sedona. So she can climb any mountain with no problem. So no worries with that. They were teamed up together. And of course, everybody helped each other. Everybody knew who to be there for who in that mm. moment when you needed mm. support. Yeah. It just happened like that. So Annie was there for Donna. They're coming up behind. Meanwhile, the very first day that I'm hiking, we hear somebody came up to me and she has an iPhone, an Apple phone, mm -hmm. and an alert came up and said, eminent danger, uh, <laughs> earthquake, take <laughs> cover now. I'm like, what? <laughs> And then other people's phones went off with the same thing. Oh, okay, geez. I'm not that familiar with earthquakes. Okay, so this I'm not familiar. So I'm like, well, where yeah, you, do, you go outside, not inside. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, meanwhile, we're deep with boulders and trees and yeah. out in the nature, in the open of everything. Yeah. So 
in that moment, of course, here was a test. Okay. Oh my goodness. And then, you know, kind of things run into your mind, you know, particularly you're leading something, you're responsible for people. And so this whole flash of stuff went through my head real quick. And then it's like spirit came in and said, what are you doing? You know, this is the divine directive. Okay. And I said, where's the earthquake? They found out what earthquake was that it was a 5.0, which for me, I'm not sure if that's a big or small, I don't know. 5.0, 5.0, but it was 45 miles away to Bernie Falls, where we were heading to that day. Oh my God. <laughs> and so, you know, the thought came, we've come to do such powerful things. And this is what we all have to remember is how powerful we are. And particularly when we come together as the family of light. And when our earthquake shows up and hadn't been there in decades. I said, wow, we must be doing something really right, really <laughs> powerful. And so we stayed in our, um, the, the earthquake came and it left and we were <laughs> fine. And that was an affirmation for me again to say, see, do not fall into fear. Do not, it's all, and it does require a high level <laughs> of surrender, which is easier said than done. But that was a lesson for me in that moment. Yeah. And everybody had their own personal moments yeah so oh. most of you were from florida right uh yes group? actually okay. the so, whole group one lady came from lakeland okay and uh, others from tampa and the majority from bradenton and sarasota okay so you're all you're all from sea level and you're going to a place yeah right. mount, <laughs> mount shasta is fourteen thousand feet that once you get to the top. <laughs> how, did, how about wow. the breathing <laughs> so you know this is what was great um, the seven, we, we got up to around 7,000, 8,000 elevation yeah. high. Now I've been in the Andes, so I've gone up to 12,000, yeah, right. uh, high. Um, uh, Jesse, our wonderful tour leader had like these little drops that you see if anybody was struggling, you just put a little bit under there, but really, uh, everybody took their time. That was the key thing. There's no rush, no rushing involved. Mm-hmm. And so you could take your time if you needed to stop and breathe and sit a moment. Whoever needed to do that, that's what we did. And every time we did, okay, we're going there for a very specific, we do chant the names of God. Mm-hmm. So when we get together, we are now saying the powerful names of God. We are singing this out. So is reverberating through the entire forest you know, into the ground, into the air. And when we sing together, it's like we're also singing with the angels, the seraphim. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The harmonics of our voices that create this resonance. And so every place we went and we had a minute to sit and stop, we said prayers. We prayed for the earth. We sang these things. And everybody contributed in their own way. Like, for example, this beautiful um a person named Linda, who I haven't seen in 10 years, but she does participate in the Anchoring Light uh, Transmission Meditation on Mondays through Zoom. I see her and seen her a long time. And she talked about this ritual of people holding hands, like coming together in a circle and going back out. We got to do that. It was this perfect location for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And then another lady who was with laughter therapy, she said, this is our time to laugh. And we just started laughing and laughing. I mean, just full-blown laughter and joy and just screaming with laughter. (laughs) Such a release to share that. And into the thing that I have found about Mount Shasta, the beauty and the majesty of it, the frequency of it, the, the, um, the plant kingdom with the trees, you know, the air, the fresh water. We had huh. the um, the water that they're very famous for, uh, knowing it is the uh, city park um, headwaters. And it's the waters that comes from Mount Shasta. Huh. It was like when you drank that, it was the best tasting pure water I've ever had in my life. We had that every day. Every Did it come day. out of the faucets? No, no faucet. Oh. This huh. is a spring. Actually, wow. the spring, what it is, is it's a crystal clear water that flows 
which begins, um, I have it right here, it's journey high on the snow-covered peaks of majestic Mount Shasta, flowing through underground, underground lava tubes until finally gushing forth into the daylight at the city park's headwater area. So Uh. you come to this area, you see this water just gushing out, and it started from the top of Mount Shasta, went all the way underground through those lava tubes. By the time it reaches you, it's in its (laughs) purest, cleanest form. Mm. We had that every day. And Mm -hmm. that helped us, I know. That helped us to do the hiking. That helped us to to move into the depths of the of the um, of the plant kingdom, of communing with the rocks and the ground. You know, Pachamama and the trees. And we went to a meadow. Listen to this: the week before, just days before, it was covered with snow. Because remember, they had covered the whole mountain was covered with snow. When we got there, just a tiny little mud. Flowers everywhere. You would not know. It was covered with snow. When Uh, I tell you that everything we did, and that's the divine directives, this is really true, is that if you follow these divine directives, the way is made for you. You couldn't get it any better. It couldn't be more perfect than it was. It couldn't be uh, more perfect. uh, So I uh, I have a question. Go ahead, Trish. You said there's a house that you stayed in. Do people live there? No, it was through, well, I guess there are people who own this house. Oh, okay. And so they're renting it out. We actually got it through VRBO. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's, uh-huh. and uh, again, all kind of orchestra out of all the houses to get. <clears throat> all right. This is the one that kind of hmm. popped out as the perfect house to get for our group. Right. And it was. Uh-huh. And everybody slept like babies, like babies, because you have that <laughs> air that beautiful, yeah. fresh air and the land, the energies. And let me talk to you about the masters, the ascended masters. I'm just telling you about the beauty of all of this stuff <laughs> we're in here. And so now there is a overlighting, definitely, because the presence of the ascended masters are there. And how do we know this? Okay, outside of being altered and not knowing what day it is, outside of that, <laughs> Captured on 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 photograph, the violet ray. I saw clear as day as I looked up at the sky, the golden. Because what we did, we did the seven sacred flames. That is the protocol that we decided to use, and that is by Oriel Louise Jones. Okay, the seven sacred flames. So we fall because we were there for seven days. Uh-huh. So for each day, we focused on a flame. In the mornings, when we all got up, had breakfast, and you had those individuals say, you know what? I'm going to be cooking breakfast. I'll cook dinner. I'll be the one that's going to be the kitchen people, okay? They go there. You have the ones that clean up afterwards. It's everybody knew what to do to bring about a har- harmony in this household for everybody. Uh-huh. It was just beautiful. After breakfast, okay, then is when we had our gathering every morning because we're there for a purpose, ambassadors. And part of that ambassadors is saying these prayers, these invocations, and those things that we need to heal and balance within ourselves so we can be a larger container of light that's there. But you gotta, before that container that to fill up, you gotta clear out the debris. Uh-huh. And that's what all of this stuff I gotta tell you for myself, just remarkable. I heard very clearly. Myself personally, I had just, you know, uh, uh, healed a relationship from years and years ago. Come to that, I said, "Oh, so proud of myself." Total forgiveness will heal. Here comes another one. Like <laughs> you need to heal this too. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Very profound. Like oh my gosh, I haven't thought it. No, this needs to be healed too. <laughs> and people's self reflection, self reflection. It is one of the deepest. If there was a place to do this, I would say Mount Shasta is one of the most phenomenal places to get into the deepest parts of yourself, to dig up what needs to be revealed to you so you Uh, can address it, you can heal it, and you can make space for more light to come in. That's what this divine directive was uh, about. 
Interesting. Well, this was really uh, quite a inner journey for everyone. That, uh, yes. What they're experiencing. Very but, much so. Uh, yeah, but did did you do any actual underground uh, exploration there? Because I talked to somebody this morning who lives in the area there, and she had she knew about these lava tubes and the lava tubes. Of, yes, some of yes. them are large with caverns, and she told yes. me of an experience of walking into one, and she said she didn't walk very far, and she found a way out, but she was a long ways from where she started. She didn't understand right. what happened. Right. <laughs> wow. So that's the Lemurians. Okay, and that's the city of Telus. Okay, and you know um, that's a Lemurian city. Lemurian, yes. Uh -huh. So your your listeners can just um, Google uh, Lemurians and find the history of it, a so-called legend, but it is actually real because we've experienced it. So, and there are people who are called the Mount Shasta because it's a calling of Telos. Okay, the, the, the person who's in charge of Telos, you could say the high priest, his name is Adama, A-D-A-M-A. -A. There mm -hmm. is a whole I am, um, which was with Guy Ballard and others, okay, that tapped into this consciousness that's been in communication. So they there's a foundation, the I am foundation around the world, mm -hmm. okay, that are aware of this group of ascended masters and Telos. There are ascended masters in Lake Titicaca, of which I had an experience with that group over there. But this is Telos calling us here now, right, to say they are here to assist us, to surface humans, because they're underground and they're fifth dimensional. They already reach Christ consciousness. So they live in harmony and bliss and all of that, but they're connected to us because we share the same planet, right? And they want to see us understand our situation that we need to move into the fifth dimension, you know, break these shackles, whether we know we're in them or not, to be truly in our highest alignment, you know, as 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 um, holding the similitude of the divine. So we're not there yet. We're, and we're still in duality and wars and all of this stuff. So they're part of a group that's assisting other groups. We, I tell you, we are really, we are really so honored and privileged to have so many beings that are supportive of us absolutely supportive of us to help us and so telos is a network known as the agatha network of all these underground fifth dimensional cities huh. of humanoids they're all living there they're now, are they all underneath mount shasta or that no they're different places uh, -huh. uh throughout the what they call inner the inner earth inner earth so you know with suns and they have their own right. you know lighting and all of that so there's different ones the ones that are under like you have shambhala and you have a couple other names i can't think of but they call it the argartha network and one of the cities of the argartha network is under mount shasta and this is known as telos and the people of telos are um advanced humans that came from Lumeria, which sunk right. 30,000, whatever years. So these are the remnants and thriving civilization underground. And of course, we know there's lots of underground stuff in our planet that in Peru, all over the place, right. there's underground tunnels. And uh, supposedly there's a whole network of underground uh, where these subterranean fifth dimensional cities transverse back and forth sometimes through those lava tubes is a mode of of, of trans of trans uh transportation i think ecuador also has underground yes uh -huh. south america yes all of these areas so mm -hmm. now to answer rob's question did we go probably next time we go there is going to be a next time for sure uh, yes that would be something we would look to go into the tubes but right where we were this is the thing, even if we didn't go outside and we just stayed on the property, there was all kinds of things going on. So one of the things is that when we got up to the uh, flame of illumination, which is really um, Lord Lanto is sort of like, you know, in charge of that. I have a relationship with Lord Lanto. He showed up. I had a big connected dot while I was there. So what was happening, Rob, there was a lot of inner, you're right inner stuff going on, just being in the energy of that, connect, we're not the same anymore. And we were initiated <clears throat> the last day. 
initiated into another level of consciousness. None of us are the same. None of us. Hmm. Because we went into that level of healing, that depth. Okay. And these connected dots, because we were in the container of the ascended masters holding this space for us because we're committed to our ascension, our individual ascension, and also our commitment to the ascension of the planet. So we were nurtured, supported, helped, and just overlighting with this. And we saw the rays. Now, one lady, while we were traveling, going to different places, we went to, for example, uh, we went to um, the uh, Sison Meadows. We went to Peace Garden. We went to the Ascension Rock. You know, we went to Hedge Falls, the Cloud Falls and Bernie Falls, where they had the, uh, where I told you to. And we did go into that cold water. There's a group of us that did go into the <laughs> lake. It was freezing, but we did it. And so there was a great adventure um, doing this too. And of course, we went shopping at the town where you could just buy things that only Mount Shasta would have, which was fantastic. <laughs> I actually got this to show you guys this calendar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um it's uh, it has all the different sceneries of Mount Shasta that you could see from here. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to post it on our Facebook page, so you're going to get a chance to see it. But just Beautiful. the exploration of everything was just the nature was so powerful. That's what I want to say. The the plant kingdom, those trees, those ancient trees, those rocks, because you know information is stored. In right. bone and stone. And that energy, I believe what it did, it got back, it got us into this higher true alignment where we became one with the earth. Every, every, every breath we took, we realized was sacred. Every step we we stepped was sacred. You know, the idea of coming together was sa- everything became sacred. Everything mm. became sacred. We were we were definitely altered. And we did a picnic out. So um, we ate our lunch outside, you know, and just be in surrounded by this magical forest huh. and, and, and the love of the ascended masters, which is it why sounds we would like, It sounds too, Cheryl, like the water you drank also had information in it. Absolutely. Because uh-huh. our bodies did things that I didn't think that we were able to do. I'm like, who did that? <laughs> that that backflip? <laughs> you know how did that happen? I would say that all of us had, you know, the energy of El Gabor, which is the strength of God. Mm-hmm. El Gabor and Kabbalah is the strength of God. You know, and then um, a, a lovely lady, um, Ildigo, she captured. You know, they have on the phone the live where you could see like a couple of minutes uh-huh. before it stops. So she had it in live. So she's just clicking around. And this happened in Peru also, in Lake Titicaca, caught a portal. A oh, portal wow. where you see the you see the ships go in and come out, hmm. like in and out. Uh. Like that was captured. And another lady, the other anomaly was, um, she was taking pictures and then she finished. And then it wasn't until the next day, this is when we were seeing UFOs outside. We were seeing a lot of activity, including, you know, the, the military planes. So whenever the military, Terry planes show up, you know, the UFOs in the area, right? Hmm. So all of those activity was happening. So she was taking pictures. And then after that, that was the end of it. He wakes up the next morning. There is another picture that she does not recall taking. <laughs> and it has the violet flame coming down. Just as wow. plain as day. Just hmm. as plain. Where did that come from? Oh. Where did okay, that Sharon, come from? count us in for your next trip. Yes. <laughs> this yes. sounds like a great adventure. <laughs> oh, it was. And you know what? Before I left, I, I heard like in Lake Titicaca, the same thing. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> well, so, that's true. Also, if you go someplace when Mercury's retrograde, you usually go back. That's true. And that was Mercury yeah. retrograde. And I uh-huh. heard on the way, you'll be back. Mm-hmm. And to bring another group. But I think that out of just the splendor of it all, and can you imagine? Like when we were laughing, the joy, we forgot that level of joy. I mean, it was a real frequency of just you, everything else just disappeared. You were complete, like as a child, 
you were just joyful in wonderment. You looked at the trees and the rocks and the energy. It, it, we were in bliss. Huh. A mm. lot of times we were mostly, that's the closest I could, in bliss. You know, and then of course, you know, come and do the everyday thing. But when we got together and we shared, that was one of the key things when we did our prayers. And then somebody got our Oracle cards of Mount Shasta. And so that just turned out to be a regular uh, ritual we do in the morning. Uh -huh. Take a card, read a card. But then people started to share their experiences, connect the dots. Everybody held space with that person that was digging deeper to understand. I just had a revelation, as I said, for myself. And part of that revelation for me was I was in the car. And it came into my mind with a relationship from many, many years ago saying, well, you know, I'm not I've forgiven them. But they said to me, have you considered healing them? I'm like, uh, no, that never, I never considered that at all. I never considered that. Uh, Clear as day, did you consider healing them? Maybe the way they're acting as it is because they are wounded and you can oh, help in that. And I went, okay. And that required me to open up more of the heart. Uh -huh. And the, the theme also for us in our healing was because we used the seven sacred flames. That was our guideline and very connected to Tellos that book is, was the trusting the trusting petal, the trusting part of the heart. And that uh -huh. requires the will of God, which is the full surrender. So this is the next step up. You're like, okay, you're here. Very nice. But here's the next level. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Sounds so like I, you should... Go ahead, uh, Rob. Yeah. Uh, on another practical question, was it very crowded? Were there a lot of other people there? I mean, some people go to these national parks and they're just... You know, a lot of people. No, no. Really? There were some people there. Now, I'm telling you, we were sandwiched at the right time because just prior, apparently, to all these fires and the temperatures going to go like, you know, snowing and all the worst possible weather conditions you can think of just happened. <laughs> so when we show up, in spite of everything they said, we're there anyway. They literally, they said it rained, right? and then. The snow melted and it was warm. So yeah. actually we packed, thought it would be cold. It was actually warm. The sun was bright and out. And it was this nice little breeze coming in. <clears throat> it was the most comfortable um, weather. There's no need oh. for heat, no need for air conditioning. We slept with the windows open. And we had, you know, pretty much the whole place to ourselves. Wow. It sounds like nice. you should move your center to Mount Shasta. <laughs> I tell you what, I would do that in a nanosecond, although there's a lot to be said for Sarasota, but let me tell you else what happened. <laughs> we have Lemurian crystals, which is one I'm wearing here right now. So this uh -huh. is important to share with you and your audience. So the Lemurian crystals, and it's it's spoken of, um, like any crystal or program, at the divinely appointed time with the time of the ascension, they are now starting to grow up around the planet. These mm -hmm. crystals, which have a unique, whatever it is, have they, how crystals work. But these are now what is being identified as Lemurian crystals. And it's spoken of it. It is now being found around the planet. We, as it turns out, through divine, again, being orchestrated, um, Someone who was on there with a person who had just come from, I forget where it was, South America, who was dedicated to the crystals and Lemuria and the whole nine yards. You can see he's authentic. He's really dedicated his life to it, the people he knows, you know, some person he knows that went in and out from Atlantis, you know, time travel, all this kind of stuff <laughs> to say, here are the crystals and we got them. Hmm. I bought crystals for the Cosmic Center as well as having my own. And ever since I got this one for myself, I've kept it on. And the Lemurian crystals also assist in whatever breakthroughs that we need to do as mm. a humanity. So that was quite um, that, that was quite revealing. And listen to this. So a lady that I know, her name is Lisa, Lisa Barone, and she used to live in Sarasota. She used to come to the Cosmic Center. She called me about, oh, it must be two weeks now, two and a half weeks. And she called me because she said she had a dream about me. And it had to do with Sirius B, 
the Syria siege. She was telling, this is where the unicorns come from. This is where yeah. all of this stuff is. And I'm like, okay, that sounds good to me. Right. And little did I know I would be acting like a little kid soon. But anyway, <laughs> uh, she's, she's talking all of this. And I said, oh, that's great. So I said, well, you know, we're going to Mount Shasta. She said, I live in Mount Shasta. And I didn't know that I hadn't spoken to her in 10 years. I said, I didn't know you lived in Mount Shasta. So anyway, real quick, we said, okay, if I'm there, obviously we'll see each other. Well, she brings in a guy, his name is Shambhala, and we all come together. We share a meal together. And she, we did an anchoring light from Mount Shasta. And she came and so did Shambhala. And uh-huh. so that was really nice to open it up to other people. And then this gentleman, a dragon, the one that has the Lemurian crystals. And we met another gentleman, okay, that had a very high level of frequency jewelry. So it's like all these people now in networks start coming mm-hmm. in and weaving in and out. And when we were doing the sacred chants, um, and we did this at Castle Lake, which is close to Heart Lake. And this is where we were anchoring in cosmic love. And this is sort of like overlighted by uh, Paul the Venetian. Paul the Venetian is one of the ascended masters. And as we're doing that, we're singing the song that we hear this strong baritone voice (laughs) behind us. We turn around and Shambhala, he just happened and we're there. (laughs) <laughs> and he joined us and that was magical. And we we just did this harmonic that went out into the entire place. And they said, oh, it's going to be freezing. It's going to be cold. And it's going to be some smoke. Nothing. It was the mo- It was the Garden of Eden. It was the Garden. Wow. The entire time we were there was the Garden of Eden. That's how I can describe it. Wow. Yeah, that's really. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really something. Yeah. 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 It, it, is. it sounds to me like you should have taken Ken Lloyd with you. <laughs> yes. Ken actually said. Ken actually said he would have loved to have come. And speaking of that, we did have a we did have a meeting with Ken while we were there. So the first day we were there at ten Wait, o'clock. Let, let me explain who Ken is. Ken is a I psychic. Know, I no, know I know. Ken. No, I know I, you know. Right, but I, I right, mean, right. just for people the, the listeners, to the yeah. audience. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Ken is a psychic healer who uh, we got to know through Sharon. And through Susan Yantorno, who attends the center. So yes, okay. yes, quite a phenomenal healer. Amazing. I've seen many. And this caliber is a whole new quantum level for sure. Yeah, yeah, we've both had sessions with him too. And yeah, I, I was a real uh tough customer for him because I have a bad shoulder uh that has bothered me for like 35, 40 years. And uh, he worked on it and uh, I, it would seem to get worse. And I, the second session, I said, Lloyd, uh, for, uh, Ken, I feel like I need a sling on my arm. And, and he, he was just, oh, <laughs> you're, you're such a tough customer. So he he uh, he talked to somebody else uh, and came back and said, you know, my friend says that you're, what was the church? That you were fighting it? That you were. Uh, that you weren't worthy. Yeah. That, uh, that you, you felt you weren't worthy. As soon as I heard that, my arm did not hurt after that. <laughs> you know, this is after, after two sessions plus we had him on our podcast and he did a healing on me during the podcast. Yes, too, yes, And two yes. sessions, nothing worked until I got that message that I was that I thought I wasn't worthy about healing, and it just clicked. And my arm has been great since then. <laughs> well, that's exactly very similar to what we experienced in Mount Shasta. Um, where we got into those deeper levels of the unknown. We got into the and, and made connected dots and saying, wow, I think I have this particular issue going on. You know, like I I there was a, a number of revelations where people have a certain thing as to why is this happening or I have this pain. And it was about the healing. It was mm-hmm. exactly that. That particular something there came to the surface. Mm-hmm. They say, oh wow. I didn't, and then when the minute you recognized it, and then you it healed it, it left. Yeah. So I tell you, we have to. I refer now to all of us as galactic citizens because when you experience this type of stuff now, you are no, you, you you're different. You cannot go back and become smaller. Right. You are now. You know what you know. We are all galactic citizens. 
And so you have to think in a multiverse way. Mm -hmm. You your whole perspective on things change. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I'm a I'm a galactic cosmic citizen. I can't, I'm not just an earthling. I'm way more than that. We're way more than that. Then you just say, hey, you know. Let me tell you something very profound with the healing, and it is connected to Ken. So I've had like this kind of tightness around my waist, you know, for a while, for a long time, as I can remember. And it was like really stiff. Other parts of my body got healed. And, you know, so then I'm so grateful to Ken and, you know, his team. But there was this one nagging area that was still there. So anyway, I ended up having a session with Ken and... He says, there's a young girl here, but this is deep. He says, she's about 11 or 12 years old, and she's an ancestor of yours. She lived around 400, 500 years ago. So we're talking about the 1400s, the 1500s. Uh -huh. So this girl, wherever she was in, 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 in space and time, you know, whether the Catholics call it purgatory or, you know, limbo or the bombardo, <clears throat> she's somewhere on some level. Mm -hmm. She's suffering with um, like spasms to her body. And he sees what the connection is and he can see that there was some energy there that was not benevolent causing this. So he did whatever he did. And so I feel that she probably, she was earthbound. That's probably what, what it was or what, a, what of a term. And he said, I, okay, I see they're closing her eyes and the angels are here. And the angels came, okay, and they, ascended her they took her into uh -huh. the light right the minute that happened the minute that happened the tightness of my waist left just like that hmm. so it requires you to just think about it here i am in whatever year we're in 2023 <laughs> i'm having some problems maybe wherever i'm connected through the quantum right, right entanglement right. or wherever that is Somehow some ancestor from the past connects to me through DNA or whatever, hoping to give some relief to her. Oh, there goes a bright descendant. Let me go attach to that. I know about the hungry ghost in China. They talk about the hungry ghost uh -huh. in China, right? And so I here in the future for her, okay, am able to release her through my interconnection with Ken and right. his team. He helps me. They help to heal me. And we set her free. We set her had, out of the suffering. I had a similar experience with Ken. Mm -hmm. uh, when Susan Yanturno first told me about him, I, I wrote him and I said, do you do ankles? And he mm -hmm. said, yeah, I do joints. Mm -hmm. So I had a session with him. And, and one of the first things he saw was I was a woman from maybe the 1400s. Mm -hmm. And I was crouched next to a coffin. And I mm -hmm. removed the lid and I was helping a dead person come back to life mm -hmm. from out of that coffin. And he said, but you, you, your intention was good, but you were using dark magic. Mm -hmm. So that may be part of the problem here. I mm -hmm. thought, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but <laughs> he, he just blew my mind one minute after another. I know. I mean, I mean, you think, my God, I'm just filled with these things, you know. We all are. Yeah, so we are all so complex. Energies. We are so complex. And then that's what the ascended masses say. You don't realize because we, we don't know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. you know. But why everybody's like, hey, let's get the, um, the Adamic seed here going <laughs> on this planet. Okay. Because they are more powerful, more massive than they know that they are. Mm -hmm. We again hold a similitude. So we're so much more. And we're just now beginning to pierce through the illusion the delusion and the miscreations mm -hmm. and the miscreations. We have the opportunity now to go back. Like I'm sure I remember having an experience, you know, a dream state where Toth, you know, the Egyptian God Toth hands me the, um, the book of earth. And this is when I became aware in this world, that's another story, but I was like, what? Like shocked. You know, and um, and then I remember closing the book and holding it to me. And I said, I know I can only do good with this, which lets me question, did I do some bad stuff? And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm doing good, I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, 
it it brings us to this moment. <laughs> All of the past brings us to this eternal now. That's right. And uh, what we can do now is have our choice to co-create, you know, for the benevolence, you know, for the divine, for the good, mm -hmm. for the positive, for the loving, for the caring, for the kindness, for all of those things. I believe that there are worlds like that. Mm -hmm. There are worlds, the Shambhala worlds that are peace and, you know, they have a um, uh, very creative and, you know, very active lifestyle, but all in harmony with uh -huh. each other. But mm -hmm. my understanding is Earth, we are the most diverse or one of the most diverse. And information I got, for example, is like if you go to a particular country here and all the people are like the same, you know, mm -hmm. they have the same belief system. There are planets like that, whole planets where everybody is the same, right? They right. just kind of, but the experiment with Earth was bringing in all these different planets, like a mm -hmm. piece of them each, and putting it on this. So we are one of the most diverse, which is why we are also one of the most um, drawn to different life forms that are very interested uh -huh. uh, in us. Like how how they how are they faring? <laughs> They're so different. <laughs> and are we able? And how are, are they doing able, down there? <laughs> yeah, right. And are they able to bring it? into a uh -huh. harmonious um, co-creation uh, for the planet to thrive? Are they able to do that? There's a lot of big questions about that. I have questions about it. I know you do too. Like, how are mm -hmm. we doing? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> right. But see, then you meet somebody like Ken. Yeah. And I mean, I was just sitting around scratching my head thinking, my God, who is this guy? You know, yeah. and I mean, his talent is real. No, it's very evidential. Now, I want to tell you this. Very, very careful how we've been promoting him because, well, first of all, I did have a dream. And in the dream, there are those forces that don't want this to happen. Uh -huh. Of course, there are those forces Absolutely. that want things to remain the same. Um, in this dream experience, I know who I am. I say, you can't stop me because I know what I'm connected to. Uh -huh. That's the key, Trish. Uh -huh. The key is that you know beyond a question of a doubt what you are aligned to. Right. I'm aligned to the, you know, to to the highest source, the, the divinity, Christ consciousness, the Maitreya, whatever name. I'm, I'm uh, the Holy Spirit. I'm aligned to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this other stuff cannot cause fear in me because that's right. how they manipulate you through fear. Mm -hmm. And I know from little, I had to learn about being fearless. That was part mm -hmm. of my path to do the will of God. And so now, even in dream states. I run into that before I used to be scared. I'm like, there's a there's a meme that says, I used to be afraid of the dark until I realized the dark was afraid of me. Of me. <laughs> I've heard that. I love that. I love uh. that too. And when you come to that level, you know, within yourself, I said in the dream state, and they were not happy at all. <laughs> I said, I'm going to help him. And what we do, but I'm cognizant. There's two things. One, there are people that cannot even begin to wrap their mind around this. So you have to, as a for a selected group in the terms that they got to be ready uh -huh. to say, at least I'm open. Not people say, oh, this is crazy, ridiculous. Well, right. no, it's not going to happen. So mm -hmm. it's not for that group of people. Yeah. For the ones, as Jesus said, you know, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, mm -hmm. at least be open. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm very supportive you know, help to get it out there uh, for him because people do need healing. We all need Absolutely. healing. And light workers need healing. <clears throat> Absolutely. And what he's able to do is whatever it is that you do, right, as a light worker, okay, you can do better if you're released from attachments pain. and pain <laughs> and all of this yep. other stuff. You could that's thrive true. that much more and do that much more. So and that's yeah, what I is... realized. I mean, I, I had an unusual experience. I was facing surgery for my ankle. Mm -hmm. And after two sessions with Ken, my ankle pain was so much less that mm -hmm. I ended up going to my keeping an appointment with the um, orthopedic surgeon. Right. And he said, his nurse comes in. She goes, how's the pain in your ankle? I said, it's a lot better. And then I blurred out. I saw a psychic healer <laughs> <laughs> and her eyes 
get big. And she goes, wow, that's wonderful. And she makes a note in my chart. <laughs> so then he comes in and he goes, wow, I see that you got some relief. And so I, he says, how did this guy work? So I told him it was all virtual. And he said, look, the only thing surgery would do is relieve you of pain. If this guy can relieve you of pain, go for it. Right. And he says Wonderful. the mind body connection is powerful. This blew me away that an orthopedic surgeon would say this. Now, isn't that wonderful? Because we've been working and raising the frequency of the planet, uh -huh. right? To where before they would have said, you're crazy. Exactly. Take you to a loony bin. Now I am seeing more of the medical community uh -huh. becoming more open to this because they have to. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. things that are unexplainable because you don't know everything. Right. And and for the now on TV, you see, I always remember, can you imagine, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you have a, like psychic TV and Ghostbusters <laughs> and all of those things. Now, every other channel is. Wrong. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. The psychic it's, stuff has become much more prominent. Yes, 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 yeah. it's, yes. And that's why. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And to keep the to keep the momentum going, uh -huh. you know. And so yeah. I know for me um, that. Definitely, you know, my health. And this is another thing, too. So I have always said, as I get older, I get better. It's just a mantra I've, I've used now. You know, I'm 71 now, right? So I've been using it for a very long uh -huh. time. And it's like, because I'm a late bloomer, I've got a lot of stuff to do. So somehow <laughs> they got to bring into my field those um, healing modalities. Okay? Right, exactly. <laughs> to to kind of keep, keep me going. But this is the thing what I realized. And I know this to be true from my own experience. I've never, it's always a part of me saying, look, you could tap into the rules and regulations of the, um, the, the electromagnetic field of the earth. In other words, mm. these are the rules and regulations of earth. But if you could tap beyond that, okay, you're not constricted exactly. to the rules and regulations uh, of the earth. You can go into a high frequency and consciousness tap into that uh -huh. and i know that they do have that what is known as the axitonal lines the keys of enoch speak of this a lot which is the extension if you figure the meridians in the body mm -hmm. well of course if we are interdimensional beings beings we're going to extend way out into the universe uh -huh. and into the multiverse why not use the energies out there which is a quantum field draw mm -hmm. on that so you're going to attract those things. Uh -huh. They're going to support you in your belief system that I'm not limited to the rules and regulations of the earth. Exactly. Mm, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and that, and that might, and I know we're getting close to the end of the hour and I've already noticed <laughs> yeah. that Nigel, so Nigel, Nigel's getting ready to go. I know out, he is. So, he's so been, he's so, been, uh, he's yeah. been bugging me here. <laughs> but, but, but I mean, this just means there's, another podcast in the future so. oh good yes oh it's endless yeah, yeah. it's great talking to you again, yeah it's wonderful uh, Sharon. Sharon. yeah absolutely and listen when we have the other trip i have you guys uh, on there. sign me up when we go to absolutely and how can uh people find you uh sharon yeah tell us. yes you can find us at the cosmic center spiritual life which is www ccosl.com we also have a facebook page and an instagram cosmic mm -hmm. center spiritual life we are located in sarasota florida in the united states yay thank you very much <laughs> thanks great, so much this is great, great talking to, great talking to you again it's right. wonderful you guys see yeah. you again soon okay yeah. thank, thank you, you. Bye. bye now Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening. 
and stay mystical.